Okay, and take two. Here we are. Good morning, LinkedIn. Good morning, Robert. How are you doing today? <laughs> good morning, LinkedIn, and good morning, Doreen. So, Doreen, today I am dangerously close to being fabulous. Oh my goodness, I love it. I love it. You know what? You know what we should start doing? Writing down every good morning. So like then you will publish a book and here you go. How to say good morning on how to introduce yourself in a way that is remarkable. That could be the title of your next book. You know what? I like that idea. I think I have to get right on that. <laughs> so take note, take note, beautiful people. Welcome on this a new live episode of Good Morning uh, LinkedIn with my dear friend and co-host, Robert and myself, Darin. If you're new here, this is a place where we talk trends. You know, we speak up our minds. There is no taboo. And we talk about topics like, you know, and we share the things that everybody thinks, but no one there <laughs> saying. And Good Morning LinkedIn is really a place to provide you, you know, the tips, the tools, the resources that you need to become the leader you were meant to be, to become a better person, a better professional, and, you know, and have fun while we're doing all of this. Right? Right, Robert? Exactly. It's so, all about having fun while we work. Exactly. Who said that work has had to be boring or annoying? It doesn't have to. So uh, for those of you joining us, please introduce yourself. Tell us where you are tuning in from. We have a beautiful international community. If you don't follow our LinkedIn page, company's page, Good Morning LinkedIn, please do so. So we are building a community. We are sharing the replays of all our episodes and, you know, the nuggets also uh, on this page. So let's build a community of professional and passionate people who are empowered and who want to empower others. Ooh, I like this one. So today's topic, today's topic is, um, is vital. I want to say Robert is vital. You probably have seen Robert and I for quite some time now on LinkedIn. It's been one year, one full year that we have been posting content, uh, building our personal brand, increasing our visibility consistently. But still, still, we know that visibility may be a challenge for a lot of of you. So what do you think, Robert, that uh, visibility is, uh, increasing visibility is a challenge for uh, a lot of people? And was it um, a challenge for you at the beginning, something that you have to overcome? Or it was like natural for you to just show up? Oh, no, it was so natural. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just playing. I was I'm born playing. like this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I, I think there are a couple of different elements, though. I think there's the fear factor first, because first, we're afraid of showing up and a lot of people are so afraid of giving their opinion on things, but that's what people want when you show up. They want your opinion. They don't want you to sound like everyone else. They want you to sound like you. So you have the fear that you have to overcome, and then you have the technical, how do I do it? How do I do it technically with the equipment? And then how do I do it succinctly so that I don't bore people to death? <laughs> That's the thing. And actually, you know, that's a concern that many of my clients have when they're like, but 
I don't want to like bored people. I don't want to annoy people. People would think like, who the hell do, do you think she is or he is? When actually those are barriers that we create in our mind and we're going to talk further details about it uh, uh, today. But something also that is important to notice, Rob, is, you know, visibility has always been part of our life. Visibility in the workplace was something real, but many, many of us used to and chose to not be visible. And then, you know, we would get upset when we would see other people getting promoted, uh, other people getting a raise, uh, despite the fact that they had maybe less experience than you, they were, you were better than them, whatever, whatever. But those people were visible towards the right people, to the, to the right people, right? And so, but we still, you know, thought that we had the luxury of hiding ourselves. But then COVID-19 happened and we all like, uh, we are all equal. Okay. So if that's something that you didn't want to do in the workplace, that's something that you need to do now because there is no one else around to see you, to see the great work that you are doing and to understand the value that you bring to the table. You have to make your work visible and yourself visible. Yeah. Well, and you know, the big problem is a lot of us were brought up in an age where we thought that hard work speaks for itself. If we just work hard, then everyone will see it. Um, and I know from a cultural standpoint, in, in my community, in the Black community, you were taught just work and not brag. Because if you talk about yourself, then you're bragging and then people don't like that. And then I remember when I was young, my grandfather said something to me, and I said this on an earlier uh, show. He told me, sometimes you have to toot your own horn just a little bit, loud enough to be heard, but not too loud to where it's annoying. No one's just going to see the fruits of your labor. Sometimes you have to let people know what you're good at, why you're good at it, and how you can help them. That's the last point that's the most important, how you can help them. No one knows what you can do but you. Exactly. And you like your work doesn't speak for itself. It's a lie. It's a lie that we have been told. You have to make your work speak for itself and speak for yourself, because if you don't do it, no one else will. So today we are going to share uh, five tips uh, to help you increase your visibility. Those tips are simple, but quite effective in my book. And you can see it on the screen, stand out from the crowd. I'm sharing uh, a complete step-by-step -step plan to help you build your strategy and increase your visibility in a way that is authentic and in a way that is aligned with who you are. Because oftentimes people, when they think about visibility, they think about influencers, gurus, leaders, but it doesn't have to be. It has nothing to do with that. It's just about communicating and expressing yourself in a way that is aligned with who you are and that showcases your full potential. So everyone, I see you here. If you have any comments, any questions, let us know. If Let me, let me look at the comment before we get started. Here, we have... An, uh, Farah, our dear Farah, who is here every Saturday morning, who says, Robert has given me some tips on to start streaming. If I can have a live show, anyone can. I'm not technologically strong, but I just experiment until I get it. And this is the winning formula. 
And Farah's being modest. She's great on camera. <laughs> and most people are, are good on camera. It's just like they don't know because they haven't tried yet. We uh, have another comment from Angelique who says this is a clubhouse effect. Hmm, interesting. They are experts everywhere. And the point isn't that some of them are actually experts. They are just not, to your point, visible. Exactly. And this is what we are talking about. And if you have any challenges, let us know if you have any challenges making yourself visible. We will be happy to you know, provide you additional uh, information, tips, steps during this uh, uh, conversation. So tip number one, okay? Tip number one, identify what you want to be known for. The issue that a lot of people uh, face, which hold them back from becoming visible, is that they are not sure what they want to be known for. What should they become visible for? What for? right so the key here the base the base the basic really before we talk about creating content social media camera live stream all of this the key here is to be clear on your strengths and what you want to be known for so you can start increasing your visibility around that uh, area of expertise that you want people to come to you for advice for help for support yeah absolutely you know here's the thing too a lot of us we are too afraid to say what it is we want to be known for and mm. we keep it bottled in but think about this 10 years ago did you ever think that you would have someone saying they wanted to be known for being a linkedin expert no but the first person to put it out there now it's this huge thing where you have several LinkedIn experts that have certain areas of expertise. So sometimes we keep it bottled in because we think nobody wants to hear that or we think that it's stupid. If you want to be known for something, get some expertise and start telling people about it. This is what I want to be known for. Again, years ago, you would have never thought LinkedIn expert. That's what I want to be known for. Now, there's one on every corner and some are better than others, but it's a necessary and needed skill. There's someone somewhere that needs what it is that you can offer. Exactly. And and we have a, um, a, a comment from Andrea who says, this is my challenge. I'm all over the place from career coaching to physical and mental health and wellness. So when we say, you know, what do you want to be known for? It may sound like a simple question, but actually it's not that simple to answer that question. Yeah. And why? It's because as people, we are multi-passionate, right? We want to do different things and we don't want to box ourselves in, which is great. Finally, we have this opportunity and there was never a better time than now to express everything that you are passionate about. But from a, a, a branding perspective, from a visibility perspective, you want to be known for something at this time, at this point, right? You may like, so let's take uh, Andrea, for example, and, and, and Rob, let me know how you would do it. But here is how I would do it, uh, Andrea. I know you are a career coach, right? But how you can include all your different elements like physical coaching, mental health and wellness, they are not necessarily separated, right? They can be 
they can belong to the same area of expertise as a career coach. You know, uh, looking for a job and then starting a new job, it requires energy. Uh, your first impression matter. The, the way you present yourself, your body language and all of this, you know, uh, uh, wellness is part of it. Uh, physical health is part of it. Uh, mental health, how to not, you know, kill yourself over your job search, how to uh, not um, uh, ex uh, go through, um, how we call it, a burnout also. It's part of the career uh, coaching process, right? So it, it can all belong to one area of expertise, which is yours. They have different components that compose this uh, area of expertise of yours. And then it's a matter of communicating about each pillars. You identify the pillars that belong to your area of expertise, and then you communicate about each pillars always, always with your your ideal client in mind or yeah. your ideal employer in, in, in mind if you are searching for a job, which is you position yourself from a place of service and you show them how, you know, through mental health, wellness, physical health, it can help you to become more competitive in a job market. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That's a very good method. And I'll say there's also another method as well. You figure out who you want to be or what you want to be known for, and you dole it out in stages. And I'll give you guys a personal example of what I mean by that. So in my career field, I do auditing, specifically with something called internal auditing. And most of you, your eyes are going to start glazing over when I say that. But yet you're on a morning show called Good Morning LinkedIn, where I'm sitting here with Doreen and you guys are watching me talk now. That has nothing to do with my career. What I wanted to be known for on a micro level was to be the best audit trainer out there to help auditors and accountants build better relationships in the workplace. So I've been doing that slowly and people have seen me do some speeches and do some training and they've said, you know, this is a good motivational speech. You should start doing that. Well, that was a part of the plan anyway, because holistically, what I really want to do and what I really want to be known for is helping people make better decisions by asking better questions in life. Because that's all an audit is. You ask questions, you assess some data, and you make some decisions. And so I've had a few people that have inquired about, you know, one-on-one -on -one coaching from me. And I've given one-on-one -on -one coaching just around certain problems that they were trying to solve in life. So you'll see me as I transition, but I didn't start off saying, well, you know, I want to help people make better decisions in life. Well, how do you do that? No, I'm starting off where I'm comfortable in my career field. I'm helping auditors and accountants because a part of their job is asking really good questions. But now you're going to start to see this year a slow transition into that long term goal that I really want. So you don't have to come all the way out with what your end goal is. You can take it in stages. So like I know Andrea for now, she uh, teaches college students. Um, she helps them. Oh, sorry, Andrea, I just I just drew a whole blank. Oh, you're a career coach for uh, college students. Mm -hmm. But in order to do that, they have to be in a good mind state. So mindset and mental health wellness is definitely a part of that. So that may come later on where you branch out from that and you're all of a sudden here you are a mental health, mental wellness mindset coach. For everyone, not just college students. But which one do you want to do first and what stage do you want to take it in? Because it's all in stages. We can't take it all at one time. It's all in stages. Exactly. And is it is about what do matters the most 
or what makes the more sense to you at the moment at the moment this is really important and from there once you build your personal brand about your area of expertise a personal brand evolves right uh, so your topics will evolve with you as you grow which is normal so i think uh, robert you have also answered the second question from andrea when she says oh like do i keep it for myself or do i spell it out to uh, my audience you do both you you it has to be clear in your mind first and once it's clear in your mind you communicate it with your audience and actually we had a good question i saw this question from yanis uh, yeah who say what if i don't currently know what i want to be known for exactly am i missing out you know you could be missing out because you don't know what you want to be known for. But here's what I would say. What are those one to three things that people always ask you either A, your opinion on, or B, to do for them? Because those are the things that you do really well in life if people are asking you about them. And those are the things you probably should try to be known for. So if somebody is always asking you how to fix their computer because something is wrong, then that's probably what you need to be known for. If someone is always asking you how to solve some sort of mathematical equation, maybe you're a math genius and that's what you should be known for. You know, so what is it that people are always asking you your opinion on, asking you to give them advice for, or asking you to help them fix? Yeah, that's that's a good way to, to, to start uh, to identify What's your strength? Again, you know, it's all with self-awareness, your strengths, once you are fully aware of what you can bring to the table, how you can serve people, uh, it's easy then to notice, you know, the, what people are coming to you for, and then to focus on increasing your visibility around that um, area. Uh, tip number two, leverage technology. So hold on a minute here. We are not talking about the crazy equipment. We are talking about your phone. If you have a phone, if you have an internet connection, data, what are you waiting for? Yeah, absolutely. All you have to do, you know what? Mm, I hate it when people say that, and so I hate it when I say it. All you have to do, those are bad words to say. One thing you can do is just take your phone and push play. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, your first video, it's going to suck. I mean, it really is. The, the, the few first, one. I'm going to say, not only the first one, the few first ones are going to yeah. suck. Let's be real here. <laughs> yeah. But but here, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I learned a long time ago, being a public speaker and a trainer. People who come to see you, they're not betting on you to fail. They want you to succeed. We have thought in our mind, what are people going to say? How are they going to judge us? People want to see you succeed. So even if you have hiccups, even if the sound doesn't work or the lights go out, the people who are there investing their time in you, they want to see you succeed. So nobody, well, I'm sorry, there may be one or two buttholes in the crowd, but most Always. people aren't there to see you fail. So you have to retool the way you think and the things that you, you've been taught. People want to see you succeed and they're going to be rooting for you. And when they see improvements in the way you do your shows or the way you do your speeches or the way you do anything, they're going to cheer on that as well. Yep, exactly. And you know, the, the day 
the days where people were looking for the perfect leader, the perfect professional online are just gone. Now people are looking for authenticity. And when you are authentic, we know, okay, we are all in the same boat, like that it is not perfect. Like example this morning, Robert and I, we started the live stream. We realized that we were just talking to, <laughs> to one another because we were not live. The technology didn't want to work. Then we tried again and we tried again. And we started this conversation right here saying, hey, this is our second take because we failed at the first one. And this is authenticity. We didn't pretend like nothing happened. It, same for the quality, like our phones today, common. They provide like, the, the, the quality of the camera is better than a real camera, okay? You just need a window. If you have a window and a phone, that's all you need. It, you know, if you hesitate, if you, you, you speak in a way that is not smooth, that's okay. I, English, obviously, is not my first language. And do I would love to speak English in a way that is much more professional, smooth. And sometimes, you know, I'm frustrated, but listen, I can still provide you value. I, I know my expertise and I was still, I want to still in, inspire you, you know? So I do it. It is not perfect. It is far from being perfect, but I'm still here and I think it's working. So you have to believe in it first before uh, you expect other to appreciate it or to like it. And let me tell you something here. Once you believe in it, no matter what people think about it, you simply don't care. Yeah. And if your excuse is the equipment, then that's your fault. Because I, So I, I'll tell you guys, right now in front of me, I have a $60 webcam that's right here. I have one light that costs about $30 that's right here. And then I have a nice little Yeti Nano microphone that was about $120. And then you may see this green effect on the floor here. I like these little lights. I have two of these little lights beside me that are green that cost about 30 bucks. So you're talking less than $300 here to just get started and then have something to say and say it. Yeah, it's way less expensive than a phone. <laughs> yeah, you know. And you have a small equipment. <laughs> oh, well, I do have a computer, but, you know, most of us have computers nowadays, but it doesn't take that much of a financial investment. As a matter of fact, the first thing you need really is just good sound, just a microphone, because if you can't. See, I turned my volume off on purpose. If you can't hear what someone is saying, then everything else is just moot. But it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much money and much equipment. But what it does take is a lot of courage. Yes. And and listen, watch this. This is it's broken. It's from like my my Samsung, whatever, from many years ago. I still use it sometimes when I go live and when I do my podcast. Okay, people. So that's that's all you need. <laughs> Tip there number three. And uh, we have Robert and I, we have talked a lot about this and we will keep talking a lot about it because this is at the heart of everything in life. It's to build purposeful connections. Why is it so important, Robert? Ooh, connections. Wow. Purposeful. You know, yeah, purposeful. Connections are everything. Because think about this. Over the last year, I've gotten several jobs or several contracts just because someone referred someone else to me. And I'll give you a really good example. So again, I'm a trainer for the most part and a keynote speaker. Now, I do a show on Fridays with two other people who are in the same field as me. 
but we mm -hmm. don't view each other as competition. We collaborate with one another and we like and respect one another. But I've gotten several contracts because someone who supposedly could be my competitor has referred people to me. So purposeful connections can bring you friendships. They can bring you income. They can help make you smarter, especially when you surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. Yep. Just look at the people that I surround myself with because all of them are smarter than me. So, just... so am I smarter than you or, or oh, you are smarter than yes. me? Because I do the same. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, and I think, too, some people are afraid to establish relationships with others and they think, well, they may think that I'm using them or they may be using me. Every relationship is a usury relationship. We we use everyone for something, whether it's, you know, everyone has that one friend that puts a smile on their face. So you call that friend when you want to smile. Everyone has that one friend that'll just take their side in the situation, even when they're wrong. That's the one you call up when you really don't want to hear an opinion. You just want somebody to take your side. Yes. You know, so we use people all the time. That's just what we do. You just have to use them for good instead of evil. Ooh, yes. And you have to be able to contribute to the relationship. You know, it's not about being in a relationship professional relationship where you expect you know to get something out of like it's about building mutual like interest it's about building something together it's about like helping each other succeed otherwise what's the point which brings me actually which brings us to our uh, next point uh, engaging one-on-one -on -one conversations so before we went live i was telling robert how i get annoyed and it is obvious how people don't know how to communicate and interact with others, especially when it comes to one-on-one -on -one interaction, one-on-one uh, -on -one conversation. And I see that based on the messages that I receive on LinkedIn and the way people approach me on LinkedIn, the things that they write to me or that they don't write to me. I'm like, how can we have potentially a one-on-one -on -one conversation like this that's not possible and so i don't engage in one-on-one -on -one conversation with those people but one-on-one -on -one conversations are so so much important because that connection that you just created right you need to transform that connection into a, a powerful relationship and you can do so by engaging in those one-on-one -on -one conversations in getting to know the person deeper right what the person, what, what are her dreams, objectives, what are her challenges, what this person is trying to achieve that you can help her with. The one-on-one -on -one conversation is very, are very powerful for that. But also, once you have built that trust factor, okay, those people, those one-on-one uh, -on -one conversation will lead people to open more doors to you and to introduce you to their network. Because you have taken the time and you have put the time and energy and commitment to building and having those one-on-one -on -one conversations. Yeah. And, and you know, here, here's one where I have to tell you, this is one that I struggled with for a very long time and I still struggle with it today. I have to make a conscious effort. Uh, like Angelique just said, yes, off the top, let's have a virtual coffee. Yeah. And then she says, me, like, what do you want? <laughs> like, she's like, what do you want? I'm a little paranoid. You know, that's me um, now. But now I'm, I'm one of those people that will say, yeah, let's have a virtual coffee. But I'm still uh, apprehensive of it. And I think some of that comes with learning to just let go and be open with people and not being so guarded. 
But this one is a struggle for most of us. But what I'll say is just do it. Just let the fear go. If people are wanting to do something bad to you, they're going to do it anyway. They're going to find a way to do it. So stop being paranoid and just start talking to people and start talking to them honestly and openly. But this is one that I completely can relate to and struggle with. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, I have been receiving uh, messages from men. And I think it's important to address it who will be asking for my phone number. And I usually just block them or they want to talk outside of LinkedIn. Let's talk outside of LinkedIn. But why? I don't I don't know you. What do you want to talk about? You first of all, what do you want to talk about? And 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 then you see those people like when they ask you your phone number, what like usually I just block them. I don't go that road because the way the conversation was initiated in the first place was not really healthy or professional. And usually your guts is right. You know, if you don't feel it, follow your guts because your guts is just right. But again, it shows us like the, the challenges that some, some people have bad intention or not the right intention. That's a mm -hmm. fact. But also it's not all the people who have bad intention, but they just don't know how to engage in those one-on-one -on -one conversation. So it's important to do some research, okay? Read some book, how to start a conversation, you know, how to uh, acknowledge that you are interested in what people do so you can, you know, start building uh, those uh, relationships. And last but not least, Okay, beautiful people, because we are hitting the 30 minutes uh, already mark. And I think we should make this show a little bit longer now. It's build a plan. A couple of days, I watched the, the, the movie with um, uh, Serena and Venice Williams. And their father kept saying, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Yeah. So what's the link with increasing your visibility here? Visibility is... A constant process okay it's a it's a it's a long-term game game okay and oftentimes people we post a couple of times and then they will say hey it ain't working that's not for me social media bullshit blah 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 but hold on hold on a minute now it's only now that after one full year of posting every single day that Rob and I, we are starting to increase our visibility. It's a long-term game. So you need a plan because your plan, that plan will allow you to be consistent. The difference between others and us, the difference between those who don't do it and us is simply consistency. Absolutely. And your plan, will change over time mm -hmm. but it's better to have a plan that you can tweak than to have no plan at all uh and i just realized i have been posting almost every day on linkedin for the last 12 to 14 months and i remember early on i got some traction because i had gotten a client after doing it for about a month and i was like whoa this is great and then it slowed down and then it came back and then it slowed down. But, you know, have a plan that fits your overall end goal and objective, which goes back to point number one. What is it that you want to be known for? Because your plan should actually support what it is that you want to be known for. Exactly. And if you don't know where to get started, if you need support to identify your strengths, 
what you want to be known for, and then build a plan around it to increase your visibility, then the standout from the crowd book is for you. I have written this book and designed this book as a guideline, as a tool for you to provide you all the things that you need to know, the templates, the strategy, the framework, so you can start making yourself visible, position yourself as an expert in your industry, and you know, increase your visibility consistently. Planning is key. Okay, so if you don't know where to get started and that you need support, take a look at this book. It's available on Amazon. The link is available in the comment. And I see you laughing and I'm sure like you have noticed a comment that I haven't seen yet. I am laughing at my friend, Mark Bent cover. Always the comedian. Oh, and here it is. Oh, Mark, how are you doing? I want to be known for... Uh, as a okay for a Robert Berry friend, oh, you are becoming a brand, so that's the power of personal branding. <laughs> and uh, need to get the book, yes, get the book like it's a very powerful book, like a step by step guide, no bullshit, anything is just like concrete stuff that you can implement right away and, and increase your visibility. And here's uh, the thing for Mark, yes, for Mark, what we want is a full review after he reads the book. Oh, and you can invite me on my show, on your show, Mark. Uh, well, uh, he has a show. Did you know that? He has a couple shows. Oh, okay. So we are here for the review. Give us a call. We are available, Rob and I. <laughs> okay, so it's all for today. Thank you, everyone, for uh, joining us. If you have any questions, comments, as usual, leave them down below. Team Life, Team Replay, we are here. We are all in this together. What do you want to end the show with, um, Robert? It's time to get visible. Yeah. Stand out from the crowd. Stand out from the crowd, people. Okay? You take care. Right here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you take care, you stay safe, and we will see you next week, Thursday, for another live episode of Good Morning LinkedIn. Bye-bye, everyone. Peace out.